Welcome to the If I Only Knew podcast with Debbie and Veronica, two friends with a combined age of 110 years. I'm 65. And I'm 55. Between us, we have five kids, three grandkids, and a total of 75 years married. Now it's time to be inspired, laugh a lot, and learn to thrive. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the If I Only Knew podcast with Debbie and Veronica. We are so excited to have you here with us again today. We are on part two of inflammation. What the heck? And we have Megan and Rachel with us again. And today we're going to discuss what to do. How do we reduce inflammation? What are the steps that we need to take? And what? how can we be successful in getting rid well, this is real life, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about how we get rid of inflammation. And we're going to voice from somewhere. That's right. That's right. Um, so Megan, Rachel, welcome. We're so excited to have you back again today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us back. So excited. I think we touched on um, some treatments in the first one, obviously diet being the biggest thing, but we're going to delve a little bit more into it, into the nitty gritty about what should you be eating? What should you cut out? Like specifically, what can you do? Um, and Rachel is the expert over here when it comes to, uh, she is. to an anti-inflammatory diet. Very tired of me saying you need to eat, eat, you need to eat protein and vegetables and that's it. Yeah. 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 It's hard to do. Right. And then, uh, I'm going to touch on some other alternative um, things that you can do that are uh, anti-inflammatory as well. So obviously I think the hardest thing for people to do is change what they put in their mouth, right? right? What we we're drinking, that, what we're like, eating, you know. And poor diet is definitely fueling the fire, right? So we were talking about how it was probably like the late 80s, right? When we really started falling into the obesity epidemic. Yes. And what was the big change that we all know is when everybody started eating low fat, mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of people can agree with that or at least relate to that. And when all of a sudden we were eating low fat, but what about all the sugar that's in all these, you know, processed foods? And we had more processed foods. Yes. Before that, we didn't have access, you know what I mean, to as many processed foods. So we're eating so much sugar. We're eating so many more additives. We're eating so more, you know, processed flours and GMOs and nitrates and, you know, the list goes on Right, more sodium. Um, but um, you know, we got rid of our healthy fats, like somewhere along the way that fell away. There's you know, there's so many documentaries now about you know game changers and like the magic pill and sick fat and nearly dead, you know, that talk about how our diets changed in the last like 30 years, I guess it's about mm -hmm. 30 years. Um, but um we lost our healthy fats by giving up all our fat. And is it really a good thing to be on a completely low fat diet? We know now that we've given ourselves diabetes, right? Mm -hmm. As yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, because they replace carbs. the flavor that fat gives, right? right. With sugar. With sugar. Right. High fructose high fructose, fructose corn yes. syrup. It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now, you know, we're, you know, humans lived for, you know, centuries eating fats, you know, very little grains, you know, not a lot of fruit. You plants. know, they had vegetables, they had plants, right? Mm -hmm. They had meat, you know, they had oh, fish, right? Um, and now we're trying to like, or at least I'm trying to refocus my patients to eat more healthy fats. You know, I am not, um, I think a plant-based diet, I'm not saying necessarily have to be completely vegetarian or vegan or, you know, or anything like that. Um, if you want to, you know, obviously that's a life choice, but, um, 
you know, trying to re-educate people on what are healthy fats, how to incorporate them into your diet, right? More avocados, more omega-3 fatty acids, um, more, um, um, well, less, you know, polyunsaturated or trans fatty acids, right? Yeah, basically a keto diet. Right, so, yeah. is what we've you know been talking about, and I know both of you, Debbie and Veronica, you guys have both you know done this and, and tried this and had success with it. Yes, and I know this so is we're what not talking about a dirty keto where no. you try to eat as much cheese and you know processed meats, core crimes possible, and right? things like that. Spoonfuls I mean, to me, right. it's no, we're talking no, no, it's that's not. There's it. so much more when you really look and see what's out there and some of the. You had passed on the ketotarian, um, right. which is a great reference. Uh, t- speaks a lot to the, you know not not the dirty way of eating, but a great way right. of eating and the advantage of being in a healthy ketosis, right. um, which reduces what's released, then reduces your inflammation and you mm-hmm. feel better. And I never, re- I mean, I knew this. I used to coach several years ago, and I was on a I was on a low. Uh, a ketotic type of diet and coach that and probably the best I ever felt. And I didn't, right. and I just thought back about that and said, you know what, that's because it wasn't that I was losing weight. Yes. The losing weight was very helpful mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. But what it was is that I was, the inflammation was going down, right. really going down. What was going on inside your body? What that was you going on inside? Like, not on the outside. Yeah. Not the what made it worse? Every yeah. every uh, way, <laughs> how I changed because mm-hmm. it was really a hard way to live yeah. when, when being in pain all the time. Yeah. yeah. So. Right, and decreasing all those inflammatory factors that sugar, um, you know, basically is fueling. Right. Yeah. Um, but very much. So you know, if your diet can cause inflammation then your diet can also decrease inflammation. So um, I know we've referenced, um, there's a great book by Dr. Will Cole, the Ketotarian book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's a that's a go-to for a lot of people on um, you know what to do, what you need to cut out. Um, great recipes and references in there, um, you know, what to do. And you're also looking at stages of inflammation because a lot of people, when they don't even realize, you know what I mean, at first kind of what's going on in their body until they start having symptoms. And generally when you're having symptoms then your immune system's already reacting. Um, And that's the piece, you know, with my patients that have Hashimoto's or that they have, um, you know, adrenal disease or even MS, um, you know, you know, a lot of times they do are suffering with weight problems as well and depression and mental health issues and all of that, you know, decreasing weight, decreasing inflammation, you know, maybe talking to them about doing more of a ketotarian diet and um, also doing like maybe some intermittent fasting where you're mm-hmm. eating like a certain amount of hours a day, like you're picking a window where you eat eight hours a day and keeping to that um, um, more to that guideline or to that schedule. And that helps you to decrease your caloric intake, you know what I mean, as well. Yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily something you're doing forever, maybe not even every day of the week, but like you're doing three days of the week where maybe you're only going to eat from 10 to 6. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd be surprised at how big of a difference that makes. And I think a lot of people will say, you know what, Rachel, my brain's so much more clear. I'm sleeping better. I have more energy. Like, how am I eating less? I have more energy, you know, or how am I eating less, you know, calories, like I said, and I have more energy. Um, or I'm able to exercise where I wasn't before my joints are hurting. I'm not in pain anymore. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to be in pain. And it's so frustrating when you're constantly feeling like Mm -hmm. you're in pain and you can't figure out why. Mm -hmm. And 
giving up the things that you love, sometimes it feels like, why do people just keep telling me to do this? But Mm -hmm. when you finally do it, like when for me, when it clicked, it was like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. It, I, I don't, I'm not eating the way that I eat anymore so much to lose weight. I do want to lose weight, but I'm eating the way that <laughs> yes, I let's eat. Let's be perfect. Let's yeah. be honest. Let's be <laughs> honest. do that too. I do. Uh-huh. But I'm mostly doing it because I feel so much better. Yeah, right. Like I can sleep at night. My body doesn't ache. I have energy in the morning when I get up. I can do all the things right. that I need to do throughout my day. And at 50, almost 56, I'm still 55, but only for a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do all the things, you know, I'm not ready to not do the things. things. I have lots of things to do. I got lots of things to do. You know, I see some people, especially when I coached or even amongst, you know, friend groups um, where I see people suffering a lot and they've been told, you know, get this test, take a look at this, Mm -hmm. um, see, you know, see how we can maybe get at the root cause of this. Mm-hmm. There isn't, you know, immediately they're thinking they're going to make me give up my bread and my sandwiches mm-hmm. for lunch. Right. I'm not giving that up. I'm not going to do this. Yes. I'm not going to do that. And the sad, mm-hmm. and I, like I have been racking my brain. I've been studying a lot about this lately because I feel that many of these things are brain-based activities, subconscious things. That sometimes mm-hmm. we get into based on how we were raised, all of those things, or just right. what we've used as protective mechanism, because that's what your subconscious mind does I'm for you. I'm not going to give up my wine. Yeah. Okay, so we have so we have somewhat of an epidemic there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and not giving up my bread for my you know ham sandwich yeah. for lunch. Okay, yeah. so you know we really have to start beginning. I think and I I would think you probably agree with some of the mind based activities, yeah. things that we yeah, can right. start to do to get people to sort of reprogram. Mm-hmm. Um, why why wouldn't you do some hypnosis? Why wouldn't you do some right, yeah. uh, linguistic types of programming things to tell people change because. They have to learn somewhere, other, otherwise they're just heading for a not good place. Well, and a lot of this thinking is based on research that's really not backed in science, too. We're all told by the American Heart Association that a low-fat diet, we're not going to get heart disease, right? Now yeah. There's so much more yeah. research that shows that that may not be true. Right. And when we've lowered all these people's cholesterol to these like minimalistic numbers, we now have thoughts that, oh, wow, maybe that wasn't so good for our brains, and now people are getting Alzheimer's. Yeah. Or, you know, I used to always say when I was younger to, like, some of the providers I worked with, well, I don't understand, like, these people's cholesterol is so low. Like, how can they even make hormones? Because, of course, you know you need cholesterol to make hormones. I'd be like, oh, no, Rachel, you can never have a low enough cholesterol. And I was like, really? That doesn't really make sense to me. And that was before, you know, people were like, well, wait a minute. Now, you know, maybe it's not so good to have a, you know, undetectable LDL. Right. 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 Um, I think touching back to what you were saying, Deb, is you have to want to make that change. You know, being in healthcare as long as we have, you know, you can tell people to your blue in the face, this is what you need to do. These are the changes you Mm -hmm. need to make. But unless that person on the other end of that conversation is right. receptive and Correct. open to making those changes, Not nothing will ever happen. And I say that to a lot of my patients because I'll know them for years. And then all of a sudden they start losing weight. And I'm just like always very interested to know what. And I say to them, well, what made you want to lose weight? Or even a patient that I don't know, I'll be like, oh, wow. Like, what was the thing that triggered you? Because it's interesting. You know what I mean? For yeah, me to know sure. as a provider. And mm-hmm. like, you can't necessarily replicate that with every person that yeah. you talk to. 
Um, but generally, it's something like, I just got sick of feeling like this. Exactly. You know? That's exactly yeah. right. What's your breaking point? Like, when right. are you like, I just can't do this anymore? You know? Yeah. Well, I'm making people more aware, and we're all about self awareness, mm-hmm. you know, that you just don't accept <laughs> right. what is. Mm-hmm. You always look within. And are you, how do you feel? And is that really how you're supposed to feel? Whatever it is, your friends, how you communicate, your body, all those things. People ask me that too. Like, like, well, I'm, you know, I just thought because I'm 62 that I was supposed to feel like Right. Yeah. Right. I hate when people talk. Like, I said that before. I hate when patients say, well, I just thought it's because I'm old. I'm like, no. No. Like, you hurt your knee. Like, it's not because you're older. You know what I mean? Whatever the symptom might be, it may be something else that's, you know, maybe even more serious causing. Right. Exactly. I think people are becoming becoming more aware. A lot of people are becoming more aware of their bodies. Mm -hmm. I know for me, like I wasn't an overweight kid. I was very, very athletic. Um, And then all through my twenties, I was pregnant or nursing. So, you know, my weight fluctuated a lot based Mm -hmm. on, I had four kids, you know, from the time I was 21 till I was 28. So I, (laughs) and then in my thirties, I was sick for a while and I was on steroids for like three years. And I gained some weight and then I was having massive migraines in my, right at the end of my thirties, I decided I enough is enough. And I started doing no sugar. I'd read an article in prevention magazine that said sugar and migraines, prevention magazine, right? That there was a correlation between sugar and migraines. And so I said, okay, I'm getting off sugar. No doctor. I mean, I, I love when, when you go someplace and, you know, like you guys are giving us so much great information, but I didn't have anybody telling me this. Right. I lived in this yeah. like little town where nobody knew anything. So most medical writers aren't trained in any kind of nature. Exactly. Yeah, so. No. And so I spent my whole, like my late thirties into my forties um, doing pretty much no sugar. Mm-hmm. And I maintained my weight. I was a very healthy weight. I didn't exercise a ton, but I was, you know, busy. And then I hit menopause, pre-menopause. And then my husband got sick. And my two best friends became carbs and Chardonnay. (laughs) And I gained a ton of weight through that. And now I'm post-menopausal. And I know what I need to do. I know what makes me feel better. But it's really hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. And I, now I've got the Hashimoto's. and From the inflammation. From all the inflammation. Yeah. 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 The seeds. I always say the seafoods are yes. really problematic. And yes. it's my daughter that actually told me that. She's like, Mom, did you ever notice that candy, cookies, chips, chocolate, crackers? The sea, all of yeah. yeah. That is so good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. 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 I was like, wow. Yeah. That was very observant. That's a very observant. <laughs> that yeah. is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what advice would you give to to someone like me? Okay, I... I'm in my mid fifties and I'm postmenopausal now. And right. yeah, I've had, I've had probably three or four years of not treating my body yeah. in a very good way. So when I get patients in, I mean, Rachel is fantastic on focusing on the diet portion of it, but I know when in the pharmacy, when I have patients coming in, you know, my favorite thing I like to put everybody on is a probiotic. Yeah. Let's clean your gut up. You know, and again, start one thing at a time. Let's start stepwise. If there's one thing you can start, if you're like, I'm not ready to do the diet, go get on a probiotic. Right. Let's get your gut healthy. And one thing too with that, Megan, um, is there's a kind of like that um, buzzword, you know, for lack of a better 
saying here, but called autophagy. Have you guys heard about it? No. Autophagy. Basically, when you're in like more of a ketosis state, which I mean, you don't have to be perfect with this. Like, I don't, I really don't want people to think, you know, we're trying to get them to be anorexic or something. But like, is where your cells are actually cleaning up your, you know, the toxins in your body. And when you are in more of that kind of a state, you help your body to be able to get rid of all these kind of toxic substances and, exactly. you know, inflammatory substances. Yes. Yeah, you'll learn a lot more about that in like the next decade for sure. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, So a good probiotic, I love to always preach that. Um, Some of the other studies that are out there too, um, I know CBD is a big thing um, that's that's out there and everybody's, you know, talking about that right now. Um, You know, there are a lot of studies out there, especially in animals. The, the, the jury's kind of still out on, on how it's working in the human studies. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in 2016, um, there was a study showed that CBD um, decreased pancreatic inflammation in mice. And so the mice who were taking mm-hmm. CBD for 10 weeks or more um, had a, a developed diabetes later on than the mice who were not taking CBD. Interesting. Type 2 diabetes. So again, another type 2 diabetes inflammation, how we're eating. Right. Um, so it, it decreased the inflammatory markers and, and um, prolonged their onset of diabetes. 2017, um, a study in rats showed that after two weeks, CBD didn't decrease the inflammation and osteoarthritis in the joints of rats mm-hmm. after two weeks. Um, again, rats done, have joint problems. Yeah. Right. Well, who knows? Yes. Who knows? So, so they're doing a lot of these studies in, in animals right now. And, you know, they're just kind of starting to get on now that, you know, after 2018, um, when the laws changed, um, December of 2018, mm-hmm. and CBD became legal in, in all 50 states, um, you know, it hasn't been very long. It's it's barely been over a year. So we haven't. There's a lot of quality issues going on yes. too, but we haven't had enough time to do a lot of human studies. Mm-hmm. But the animal studies that are out there with CBD are really showing that it reduces inflammation through several different pathways. So that's kind of a go-to um, that you know I, I recommend for a lot of patients um, who are having sleep issues, who are having anxiety, anxiety, osteoarthritis, mm-hmm. um, you know, joint pain issues. Um, and then another one that's out there that people are talking about a lot is low-dose naltrexone. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a prescription. It does require you to see a healthcare professional. Um, unfortunately, not a lot of physicians <laughs> are, right, are very well-versed on it, you know? <laughs> Again, there's, this is, this is uh, it's been around a while, but it's more on the like, holistic functional side of medicine. Right, right. This isn't stuff that we learned about. In college, right? Yeah. Um, we learned about naltrexone, but it was to give people when they were over Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. So, I just read an article on this. Yes. Yeah. So it slows down the cells in the central nervous system. It actually prevents the cells from secreting substances that directly cause inflammation. So it, it, okay. it stops that inflammatory process. Um, so in a lot of patients over time, the pain starts to improve because the CNS, the central nervous system, isn't so hyperactivated. Yeah. Um, so it can help sense. the pain, um, decreases inflammation. The, the great thing about it, there's really few side effects um, with it. it there's there's mm-hmm. low interactions with other medications. So it's, it's good. I like to recommend that for patients who are having um, a lot of the Hashimoto's yeah. um, type, uh, Crohn's, Lyme disease, those type of the things. autoimmune disease, autoimmune yeah. psoriasis, eczema, 
um, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, um, you know, we, we can change our diets and, and help a lot of those things, but right. you know, diet and exercise alone won't cure a lot of those autoimmune. Right. So I, I always like to, um, say we have other things in our arsenal, like low dose. And there are a lot of other supplements too that, you know, we use to help patients feel better as they're, you know, going through these dietary changes or giving up sugar. Like what can we do to help you with these carb cravings yeah. and, you know, make sure you're sleeping at night and. So, you know, that also can be really helpful. And they're not prescription. Mm -hmm. So what would be something for yes. the, say, the carb craving? I think that's probably one of the hardest things carb is craving. carb craving. Four o'clock mm -hmm. afternoon. Yeah. I'm right. getting a little fatigued and I'm ready for some carbs. So yeah. anything that's going to help stabilize your blood sugar, right? Because that's one of the reasons that you're like, okay, now i got to eat more sugar because I'm like going in withdrawal. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So I tend to tell my patients, I try to like bump up their B vitamins because a lot of times that Bees. will help. And plus I want them to have energy and sometimes it will help with energy. Sometimes <laughs> we do it as like sublingual, which means under the tongue. Um, little lozenger. Sometimes I actually give people injections, you know what I mean, a B12. Um you know, sometimes we'll use like inositol or berberin or chromium, like all of these things are over-the-counter supplements that can help to stabilize blood sugar. Um, and they come in various forms, like powders, you know, you can get, you know, so much anything, out anything. there. Yeah. I know, I know. There's yeah, so right. much. And it can be there. overwhelming and you can take a lot of junk, you know, unless you're talking to somebody that really knows, um, yeah. it's more like a pharmaceutical grade yeah. versus just and spend a lot yes. of money. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You, you do have to be, I, I agree with that yeah. because I've, I've been through many sub the supplement world through variety of centers, but once I settled in with you and then you mm -hmm. were with a specific and then in conjunction yeah. with you at the compounding center, yeah. the, the, the working together was like, okay, good. Take this. This will come from here. You know, we're getting all these, this package together. And that I think is a much better approach. Don't just jump out there and get a bunch Start of supplements. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know we're getting low on time, um, but I just want to real quickly touch on something that I want to talk more in March because March is my birthday month and we get to talk about whatever I want. <laughs> it's a um, birthday. But I want to talk about the one of the things that I think a lot of our of women our age struggle with and that's wine. Mm -hmm. Drinking. 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 Yeah. And whether it's wine or, you know, uh, a mixed drink or whatever, how does that affect inflammation? Yeah. Absolutely. If it does it affect oh, it? Yeah. I mean, one hundred yeah. inflammatory. Yeah. And I mean and it's inflammatory to your gastrointestinal tract, to your stomach, yeah. to your brain. And depending I mean beer. I mean that's yeah. that's gluten. Right. You know, right. Yeah. gluten, sugar. sugar. I mean, just I mean yeah. beer is just straight inflammation. Yeah. <laughs> And, and Megan, you and you helped me realize that it actually affects the liver in ways so that your liver yeah. can't actually um, work just as well. work yeah, as well and get rid of other toxins. Our, detoxing right. agent in our body. Yeah. yeah. So I can take a liver detox right. yes. supplement that you suggested. Yeah, that's a great supplement. It is. Yes. Yeah. That, that and probiotics great... are, my, are yeah. my two good. Yeah. Two. That's <laughs> really good. Well, we may have to have you guys back to talk yeah. a little bit about the whole drinking thing, because I sure. think there's a whole movement of women our age who are yeah. saying enough is enough yeah. and they're ready to the stop. Balance. Yeah. And you know, it's really interesting because if you look at all the advertising, I mean, women are really targeted when it comes to mm -hmm. the whole wine thing. And I just spoke to a local business owner and I, and she um, owns a couple of restaurants in downtown Leesburg. And I said, you know, what would be awesome 
if you had some low sugar, great tasting, really cute mocktails. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stuff for those of us that don't really want to drink, but mm-hmm. we still want to go out and have fun. And we don't want people saying, oh, why aren't you drinking? Yeah. Yeah. Because it looks like you are. Yes. Right. And real quick to touch on this, I have read some interesting articles lately, especially in the bigger cities like New York City. Sober bars, sober bars, are huge. Up. Yeah, That's interesting. Huge. And so it's yeah. for people, and even millennials, yeah. who want to go out and they want to be social, yep. but they but don't want to drink. Exactly. You know, and I, so I think this is a really yeah. So I think hot topic. If we'll you guys, be, we'll be talking about drinking some in March, right? And tell us mm-hmm. a little bit no matter what questions you have, please yeah. send us. We've had such a great time. Oh, here thank you guys, you guys so and much, so much you. great information, Thanks. and we're gonna link where you can. Um, Get in contact if you're local to the Northern yeah. Virginia area, how you can get up with Rachel Bonner or Megan Kilcary. And right. um, <laughs> I said your name wrong. Good. Um, good, good girl. Yeah, how you can make appointments. I'm telling you, Rachel, you've helped me so much. Oh, and it's yes. been amazing. That I'm Dutch test. And then it, really, it's, yeah, you've helped Debbie and I both. And mm-hmm. I have another girlfriend that's been coming to you. and. Um, you've helped her so much too. And then Megan, all the supplement mm-hmm. recommendations you've given me, they've been spot on. on and not like a hundred supplements, no. No. like it's very targeted. Right. Good. Yeah. yeah. Cause Megan knows I've shown her, I have a box of about a hundred supplements yeah. that I've been given. And yeah. <laughs> I think I over supplemented like, oh, at oh one point. Nobody has time for that. <laughs> no. So guys, if you have any questions, please uh, write them in. We can take up some topic. We still are going to talk a little bit more this month. We have yeah. one more session yep. in which Veronica and I are going to give you the straight scoop on some of the things we We've learned done. through yeah. our, through our personal experience. Um, <laughs> what worked, what didn't. Um, and uh, we appreciate again, all that you have, please share us with others that, uh, that you think would benefit from hearing about this. We, we would love that and leave any reviews you'd like to leave. Of course, positive. We love those too, we but just, yeah, just stay in with the community. So thanks again and have a great week. Bye. Bye.